Blog Talk Radio. Well, I'm an ex 
uh, a member of the United States Navy. I am a veteran and uh, in good standing, actually. Yeah, and uh, I spent uh, a lot of a lot of time, a lot of great time in the United States Navy. So I try to give back to my military friends as much as possible. July twenty first, we're headed to Boca Raton, Florida, uh, to, to do an event for the um, the dental hygienist, a corporate event for the dental hygienist. And um, look for this. September 15th is my birthday. In and around that date, we're setting up to do a huge show right here in Atlanta. I'm inviting everybody in the country. It's going to be crazy. This is the first announcement I'm making on that because I want y'all to be looking for it, and you'll start seeing the um, the uh, the flyers and stuff coming real soon. This is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Hey, when we come back, when we come back, I'm going to holler at my mom before I bring my guests in. What's up, world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Don't forget to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry with no spaces to 41411. That's Rodney Perry. Mash that thing together and text it to 41411. Now, back to the show. It's Rodney Perry. Hey, y'all, it's Rodney, and I'm back. Hey, I'm on the line with one of my favorite human beings in the world, my mama. What's up, mama? Hey, Rodney, how you doing? I'm great, man. I got a great show today. I got this young man. This dude is so awesome, Mom. He's an author. He's a motivational speaker. And, you know, he, he can help anybody, he say, with a relationship. And just just a good dude. His story is incredible. And, um... And I, I know, I know you've been you you've been sneaking and having a relationship on us, haven't you? No, I just try to relate to people on different levels now than I did when I was younger. I try to find some people uh, that have substance and some things in common with me, whereas I used to just go straight to the garbage can. Now, now, what do you think? What's different now? Like as you get older, what? Like how have you changed from when you were in your, let's say, your thirties? What's different about you? You learn who you really are after 40, and you're starting to come into that. And therefore, all of the uh, unnecessary uh, things that you've been doing, you you just get rid of them and you just dismiss uh, to become who you really are. Now, now, um, now, I, I've been I've been real blessed, you know, to to have you. You know, you you have always been one of my my best friends, and uh, and you you I really tout you as one of the smartest people I know. Like, like, what happens to our intellect when we're in relationships? Well, it's not a matter of your intellect, in my estimation. It's a matter of uh, emotions. You find people beneath you usually, because mm. those are the nice ones you want. Like every woman has had a bad boy experience. They want that in a man. Uh, and then when you get in a relationship with people, it's not as easy to get out. You know, so you get stuck. Wow. Okay, Amar, Amar, thanks for coming on. Stay there. You got to listen to my guest today. I, I'm so excited to bring this guy on because he, he, he's a what they call a uh, uh, a superman. And when I say that, I mean this dude does it all. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest of the day for the day is a gentleman by the name of Tony Gaskins, Jr. Now, Tony is a father, a husband, a life coach, motivational speaker, author, filmmaker. Now, some people, you heard the phrase jack of all trades. Well, this brother is a jack of all trades and a master 
of service. I love that line. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the Rodney Perry Live, live, my man Tony Gaskins. What's up, Tony? What's going on, Rodney, man? I thank you for having me. Oh, man, man, let me tell you something, man. First, Oprah, not this. Well, you you really taking off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, hey Tony, man, reading your story, man, I was so impressed. Uh, take my audience back to before the books, before the, the, the television productions, before the motivational speaker, being a motivational speaker. Take me to back to being a hustler, man. You was on the you was on the streets going for yours in that life. Tell me about how that life was and then take me to the process of how you changed. Yes, sir, yes sir. Well, you know, I was that young, what I call grown boy, lost and confused looking for myself, trying to you know, be affirmed by the world, not really knowing what my gifts were, what my strengths were. And so I gravitated to the things I saw around me. I saw the dope boys getting all the girls. I saw them getting all the money. And although I was on a full football scholarship in college, those things weren't celebrated. And so just being a young black man facing the world, I went to the street. So I was in school, you know, I was playing football, and I was good, but I wasn't paying attention to it, and I was, you know, juggling women, and then I was selling drugs out of my dorm room. And after three years, I got kicked out of, I got kicked off the team, so I had to come back home. And I, I tried to get it right, but I didn't know how to be a student without being an athlete. So I dropped out of college that first semester and um, gravitated back to the streets, you know, just selling drugs and, you know, looking for myself. I got back in school, but I really was in school just to collect the refund checks, you know, so I could invest back into the game. Yeah, and it was all I, a hustle. Yeah, it was all a hustle. And then finally, you know, I had that run-in, like like Apostle uh, Paul. I had that run-in with God, and I got robbed. Well, my wife, she left me. My son was on his on intensive care, in intensive care. And um, I begged my wife back, you know, I was 23 years old. I begged her back. I had got out of the game. I had already wrote the book, but um, I had got out of the game of women, but not the mm. game of serving. And I had wrote my book, but I, I didn't do anything with it. That was my gift writing since I was a, a child. I found out in fourth grade that I was a writer. And so I had wrote this book in a few days and published wow. it. And I actually had started speaking as, as a speaker, but still gravitated back to the streets. And um, my wife, she was like, man, this isn't a man that that you introduced me to, you know. You're not living up to the dream that you sold me, so I'm gone. And I begged her back, and when she came back, you know, one thing I love more than my wife being here in the South and being lost was my Impala on 22s. And, you know, that, that, right. was, you know that, that, that really, that was my symbol of status because with men, a lot of times we put, we equate our self-worth with our network. And so for me, that's what I, what it was about, business, the grind, the hustle. And right. when I got robbed, you know, it sent a message to me because it was the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm like, man, I just almost lost my wife. My son, every day I felt like he was going to die. Um, and then I got robbed, which let me know if they can touch your car, now the next thing they come to do is touch your life. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what, I can't run anymore. So it was that day, June 16, 2007, 
I turned my life around. I rededicated my life to Christ, and I just started using the gifts that God had given me, and, you know, he, he rewarded that, that move. Wow, man, such such an awesome story, man. And I think people really need to see it and hear it. Now, what was your first book? What Daddy Never Told His Little Girl. Okay, and, and since then you went on, you know, you've got great titles, The Road to Destiny, Eight Mistakes Women Make in Relationships. Like, how did you get in that lane, in the relationship lane? Well, um, the eight mistakes women make, that's actually my father's book, and so that kind of explains some things. Um, you know, he was a life coach. He was a pastor. Oh, God. Well, he, he is a life coach. So I, I grew up around that wisdom and that knowledge. It, just, it was always in me. And I was my father was the type of guy that, you know, he was 20 years older than me, but he lives like an old man, you know, with an old man wisdom. So, I was a young kid, and he would be talking to me three hours, you know, just about life, not about, you know, video games. I didn't have video games. Mm. So I, I just grew up, you know, beyond my years. And, you know, I was coaching since ninth grade, really. And, and one thing that intrigued me was women, just what made them smile, what made them cry, what made them laugh, what made them hurt, what made them heal. And that I just studied women. It became a science to me. So... When I got out of the game, I wrote what Daddy never told his little girl because every woman that I dealt with, I couldn't get anything out of her that I wanted. And so when I turned over this new leaf, it was it was like God said to me, why have you been persecuting the backbone of the world, the mother of the earth? Wow. And because of that, now you must go and heal and touch millions times what you've heard. And so, you know, he gave me a gift and the ability to be able to understand relationships and the breakdown in my relationships, understand the male psyche, and I just put it on paper to level the playing field so that we can understand one another and build strong, healthy, long-lasting relationships. So it's really it's me righting my wrongs, so to speak. Got it. Got it. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to my man, Tony A. Gaskins, Jr., uh, the book out that's on the streets now, Mrs. Wright, uh, A Woman's Guide to Becoming and Remaining a Wife. Now, a lot of people tell you how to become a wife, but people don't really tell you how to stay a wife. <laughs> so, so give me, give me the cliff notes. Give me, give me the, give me the, 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 the five lines that's gonna make me buy this book, and I already bought it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, the thing is, I heard this quote: "What got you here won't get you there." And what that means is that we must always continue to get new knowledge. And so, what the book is doing is is teaching women uh, because the game has changed. They must change, not compromising self-worth and self-respect, not thinking like a man but thinking like a lady. And that's what is, is giving them the, the, the tools to understand that this is what real men are attracted to, so this is how you get them and that this is how you keep them. And I learned that through my wife. So it's really, you know, what she did to me um, as a man, I just articulated, put it on paper. So it's you know it's it's a blueprint. It, it, it works. It's touched uh, so many women's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm just you know I'm, I'm blown away by the response that I've received, 
and just you know the, the changes that it's making. Now, now you 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 change your life, you turn your life around, and you made yourself a promise. You said within two years I'm gonna be telling my story to Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. So tell me why Oprah Winfrey, which I, I think I know the answer, but why Oprah Winfrey, and then take me through the process because you you not only wrote the book but you manage yourself, you as your own publicist. Talk to me about that hustle, changing your hustle. Because you didn't stop hustling, you just changed your hustle. Right, right, yeah. That's what it was. I realized that faith without works is dead, and you must work twice as hard as you believe. So a lot of us want to, we want to have faith and we want to wait. But I decided to have faith and work. And so I I said, you know what, by the age of 25, I want to be on Oprah. And that's absurd, it's unheard of, it's impossible, you know, those type of words that come to your mind. And so I had to go and I had to get on the way that I could get on. And so every day I pitch, sometimes eight times a day. Sometimes I would, I would have, uh, I would pitch as 30 different women, and I would pitch and write through uh, Oprah.com. I would pitch as women, I would pitch as myself, and I would just pitch all day, every day, Oprah, Tyra, and maybe one other thing every day and then Tyra they started calling me and you know they were trying to bring me on as a circus monkey you know different kind of shows I'm like no no that ain't that ain't what I'm supposed to be doing right you know because they couldn't understand how a young man had wrote a book on relationships they just they couldn't wrap their mind around it so they they were trying to bring you in the shows to kind of expose you or, or make you into something else yeah, just like, you know, just trying to throw me in anything. You know, we're doing a show on, you know, black people in politics, or, oh, we're doing a show on this and that. I'm like, no, I'm talking about relationships, toxic, controlling relationships, grown boys, you know, how women can recognize it, how they can come out of it, and how men can change. And then finally, Chris Brown and Rihanna happened. And in the midst of that, I have a chapter in what Daddy Never Told His Little Girl talking about what makes a man uh, become abusive, abusive. And mm. I, I pitch, you know, I pitch from that space. It's called a timely pitch. And it's something that people in the PR industry try to perfect for years. And it was ladies that had been doing PR for 20 years had never been able to perfect it. But God just gave me a gift. So you know, it was it was just his favor um, that touched my pitch. And I pitched it, and I said, you know what? I understand what Chris Brown and Rihanna went through, and I got a whole chapter on it in my book, and I can help hope both of them heal and come through it and not enter it again. And uh, they called me. They called me like a week later and said, hey, we want you to come on. You know, we want you to come on and tell your story. And they, and they brought me on the show. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to be on there five minutes, but after Oprah asked me a couple questions, she said, leave him on here the rest of the show. Wow. And, uh, so they left me on the whole hour, and it was a live show. It wasn't recorded. It was never re-aired. It was my first time telling my story of that toxic, abusive incident that me and my girlfriend had in the college dorm and telling how I changed and how I came out of that and why I birthed the book, you know, put it on paper. And then the next day, the Oprah couldn't stamp my book. It's a lot of stuff that goes into that. She couldn't stamp my book. Independent author, wrote it at 22 years old. It just wouldn't match up, but she allowed me to tell my story, so I was thankful for that. And yeah. But my reward came the next day. Tyra Banks, producer, called me and said, hey, you know what? 
we saw you on Oprah. You did amazing. And we know we've been trying to get you on, but now we want to bring you on the show as a guest expert with your book in hand. And so they brought me on there, 25-year-old independent author, showed my book to the world. And um, it was, I just knew it was God. Wow, awesome, man. Man, I, man, I, I completely love your story, man. It's just a, I think it's an inspiration, and not only to to the women that you that that are your audience, but to to us men too, because I, I would imagine you probably have as many male readers or people that follow you as men than than women or as women. So um, when you look at an incident like Rihanna, Chris Brown. And you see that these young people, and and then you see them maybe a year and a half, two years later, they do a song together, and they still come under fire. And I'm like, as a as a parent, I say, what if Rihanna was my daughter, right? And then as a father, I say, but what if Chris Brown was my son? So I guess my question is this: like, they're so young, speak to getting a second chance. Right, right. You know, a second chance is very important. And so we, we oftentimes so quick to judge and not forgive. But what we have to realize is that love is a learned behavior, and you can't show something that you don't know. And if you are careful, if you haven't learned love, then naturally you're going to learn hate. So what most of us have is self-hate, and we're, ex- we're showing that self-hate and calling it love. And therefore, that's why the world believes that love is pain, because we didn't learn a real example of real love, a Christ-like love inside of a relationship. And so what happens, you have these young kids, they come together and they don't know any better. So what they need to do is be given a second chance, but also they need to be reached out to and, and touch and taught what real love is and what a real relationship is, because it's not just about getting the strength to leave that relationship, but it's about getting new knowledge so that you don't re-enter the same thing again. And and that's what happens. And so with me, that's why I thank God that I was able to to come out of an abusive, toxic relationship and get new knowledge and, and learn real love, you know, learn real love and then re-enter and do it the right way. And um, so I, I think that's that's what we have to realize, that these people, even the the abusers, they themselves are victims. You know, mm-hmm. they're victims of, of not knowing love. They're victims of, of seeing abuse. They're victims of probably being abused, being bullied. You know, it all stems from something. We all right. think and we all need love. Wow, well said. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to my man, Tony Gaskins, Jr. He's a father, a husband, a life coach, motivational speaker, author, filmmaker. Man, we got to talk about your filmmaker star part, man. I'll tell y'all what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to finish talking to Tony, and we're going to open up the phone lines. Anybody with a question, anything relationships, we're going to let Tony holler at you for a second. If you're already holding on the line, hit the number one. That let me know you want to talk. Hit the number one. That let me know when you want to talk. This is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. We're getting it in, baby. Hi, this is Kim Nelson Ingram. Make sure you check out my show, The Help Desk, on Thursdays at 3 o'clock Eastern. That's noon in the West. On The Help Desk, we talk about anything and everything that's helpful, from fitness tips to finances to keeping things spicy in the kitchen and in the bedroom. Hit me up on Twitter at Kim Nelson if you want to help or if you need some. That's K-I-M-N-E-L-S-I-N-G. 
Kim Nelson. I'm Kim Nelson Ingram, and you're listening to Rodney Perry Live. Hey, that's my girl, Kim Nelson Ingram. Check her show out. It's called The Help Desk, a super show. Now, I, I got to shout out all your, your social media, man. You're very active on your Twitter. He's at Tony Gaskins. That's T-O-N-Y-G-A-S-K-I-N-S. The website is TonyGaskins.com. There's another website, TheFutureSpeaks.org. Now, what is The Future Speaks? The Future Speaks is basically just saying um, give the, the youth a voice. Um, give the youth, and I started it because you know I became an author at 22, and so I was I was being shut down because people didn't understand that God just uses willing vessels, and He'll speak through the mouth of babes. So the fact that people were blown away when Steve Harvey wrote a book at 52, but my book had more substance that I wrote it at 22, wow. and it was it was all because and that the three month rule, the the 90 day rule, I actually created that in 2007, two years before Steve's book, and it was called the three-month rule. And people was blown away, but really it was because I surrendered myself to God's will and said I want to bring help, bring hope and healing to the world. So the Future Speaks is my foundation, my 501c3, to where we work with the youth and help them identify their gifts at a young age, build a business plan, connect their passion to profit and purpose. And, and start early so that they know what they want to do early on so they don't have to go through drug dealing, robbing, and stealing like I did. You know? So so that's that's my, my way of giving back. Hey, hey man, I got to shout out my chat room. Shouts out to Miss Crystal Flanders, Ebony Empress, and all the guests, man. If you're a guest and you tuned in today, you're in the chat room, you can chat with us if you if – you, uh, Get in a like you got to sign up with Blog Talk and you can chat. You can really holler at us. Uh, and my mama is in the chat room, and Madison Media Radio is in the chat room as well. Now, not only uh, Tony, are you uh, uh, getting your getting your game on on Twitter at Tony Gaskins? You got your Facebook Tony A Gaskins Jr. But you got Gaskins Productions dot TV. Uh, talk about talk to me about your TV endeavors, man. Oh, man, it's going amazing right now. We have a few uh, reality shows on the table getting ready to be sold. Um, just finished a documentary. We traveled the country for 32 days. I did a documentary. It's called Where Is He Already? And um, that one is about to be sold also. And really, I'm not one of those type of people that just grew up wanting to be a filmmaker or went to film school. You know, I'm just a, a person that uses every avenue possible to affect change in the world. So what I'm doing in the media space is just utilizing TV and film to, you know, impact the world with positive messages so I can combat the messages of basketball wives, you know, and housewives of uh whatever city, uh, Atlanta, you know. <laughs> whatever city. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I want to combat those messages and kind of even it out because I'm, I'm noticing that those reality shows, it's affecting, you know, it's affecting my business, you know, because now so many of my clients want to be a basketball wife. You know, everybody, every woman that's hiring me, they're looking for an ultra sinker. And really? I'm like, you know, you can't, you're not really going to find an ultra sinker Walking around everywhere, you know, and and they, they if you <laughs> and, and, and maybe you don't want, need a ultra sinker, you maybe right, you need an ultra vente. I don't know. 
You're right. You don't. You don't want that. And so they, they don't understand, and it's just affecting them. You know, everybody want to range over. Everybody want to lose the time purse, you know, and everybody want to be with an athlete. And I'm like, man, this this is not reality. This is not reality. You know, these women, they're not living in their own places. You know, that's why we never see no, their house. You know, we might see a couch, but we don't see nothing else. They're not living in their own places. They're not from those cities. You know, a lot of their clothes and everything they got on is is big, bark, or steel. Wow. Uh, you know, from the site or or somebody just saying, "Hey, put this on for us, and we'll pay you," or something like that. Right. You know, they may just have a little money. And so what I'm what I'm noticing is that it's changing society because, you know, I you know there's women who have a pair of thousand dollar red bottoms, but you know their window don't roll down in their car. You wow. know. You got a thousand dollar pair of red bottoms, but your air conditioning not working. Your priority is off. Exactly. Your daughter hair ain't done, and so you know I, that's why I stepped into the media to just you know start putting out real messages that that have substance and um, you know that that's gonna enlighten the people. And uh, it takes a little longer when you when you're giving them substance, but yeah. you know it's, it's gonna happen. It don't get picked up as fast, but. Is right there. It's about now, to happen. Now, now Tony, I got to ask you: Do you ever get discouraged? Because you know what I've noticed in the media that if it's a positive message, that's the last thing they want to hear. It's like the drama. The drama drives people. And as much as we go, well, that's not the way we should be depicted. It's it's really we we are all watching the train wreck. So, I mean, do you, do you ever get discouraged when you're putting out positive information? Right. You know, it is a little discouraging. I met with my first show that we did, Rookie Camp of Love, which is me taking these NBA players that Basketball Wives has, you know, kind of put on the spotlight, and it's me teaching them how to be a real man, how to be a man and how to be a husband. And uh, we did it. It's on my TV, And we took it to VH1, and uh, VH1, you know, they didn't want it. They said they didn't want it. And I know why, because it's a positive message. It's the opposite of what they portraying with Basketball Wives. You know? Right. Uh, but what I'm about to do, and I think what more producers are going to start doing, is we're going to start going to the networks like a TV One or like a Own, and then we're just going to drive our following to that peak, to to those shows, to the shows that allow you, you know, to have a voice and to do something positive and to put something positive on the television, and then stop being uh, monkeys and black faces on networks like VH1, you know, or we're going to force VH1 to give us something positive, you know, so. You know, a change is coming. And for me, you know, I don't get weary and well-doing because the Bible tells me not to. I get motivated. You know, the, the greater the test, the greater the testimony. So it, it gives me something to look forward to every day, you know, having a challenge because, you know, if it's easy, I don't want it. If it's free, I don't want it. You know, so um, it, it's, it's motivating. Well, 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 Tony, it's time to get our motivation on. The the lines is going crazy. The chat room is going crazy. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. I'm talking to Tony Gaskins, Jr., because there is a Tony Gaskins scene. You know, he off the chain, too. He's an author. He writes books. But we're talking to his son today. And we're going to open up the lines, Tony. You mind taking a couple calls? No, I don't mind at all. My man. Big Meech, you on with Tony. <laughs> Hey, hey, what's going on, RP? Big Meech, author as well, getting his author book on, and uh, uh, you on with Tony Gaskins, man. What you got? What's your question? My question for Mr. Gaskins, what's going on, Clay? I'm, I'm admiring your story. Uh, let me ask you this. In this age of hip-hop culture, and our, and see, you, you're a young man yourself, 
and I'm 42, so your generation is a little is would be considered our kids. So in your generation, with uh, with men folk being uh, hard and trying to get their street cred and trying to prove their masculinity, we seem to be losing a lot of that relationship information, and a lot of it seems to be fortified by our women who are endorsing that kind of behavior. And the men are not men; they're just children. So, what do you? How do you address that in your speaking when you talk to to women, and also when you're dealing with men? Right, right. You know what? I believe that the greatest way we can teach is by example, and we just have to be an example and put it out there. So, what I what I've been doing is I've been praising my wife on uh, publicly on Twitter on what on the social media. And I stamp what a real man is. And I offend grown boys all day, every day. They curse me out. They send me death threats. I mean, it gets serious. But Are I you serious? Them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. That's, why, that's, why, that's why I have to have I have to have security. Because, you know, if a man come and take your woman, you're going to be upset. And so that's how they see it. They see it as if I'm taking that woman because I gave her new knowledge and I taught her what a real man is versus what a grown boy is. And see, that's why my people perish because of lack of knowledge, according to the book of Proverbs. So what I'm doing is we have to give new knowledge, but not only give new knowledge, but we have to live it so that people can believe it. So what's happening is we got, you know, some authors or some people that they're motivating, but in the next sentence, you know, uh, they're talking about women or, or, or they need a woman or they sleep around or, or they're talking about popping models or they're cursing. And so they're confusing the people. They're like, you're going to be positive and motivational or you're going to be, you know, negative and just like what the reality shows are. So I represent, you know, uh, my talk with my walk. And so what happens is women start to see, wow, so this is possible. This is out here. And I have over 130,000 Twitter followers, and every tweet I send out reaches half a million people. And some reach 2 million based on the amount of retweets. And I get about 11,000 retweets a week. So it's slowly but surely catching on. Uh, the celebrity women catching on. The women who have two, three million followers, they catching on. They retweeting the message. So I feel like you know we just have to be diligent in sharing new knowledge and also living what we're teaching. And then what's what's going to happen? The backbone of society, our women will start to see that this is possible. That a man can be this way, and they're going to reinforce that behavior. And then they're going to force the men to step up because the men are going to say, you know what, they're reinforcing Tony Gaskins' behavior, not Le Duval behavior. So let's become more like a, a man of God and a man who's faithful to his woman instead of the guy talking about I need my women in twos and threes. And so slowly but surely, you know, we just have to stay in the fight. But, but Tony, Tony, i got to throw this out there. Now, wouldn't you say that every every man's situation is valid, though? Like like uh, Lil Duval's life ain't any less valid because he's not living his life like Tony because maybe he hasn't matured to the level you mature at this juncture in his life. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. You're right. It's still valid. Now, and he coming around. Me and Lil Duval are cool. That's why I said his name because – you know, that's my homeboy. We are. Oh yeah, I, I know him too. He's one of my friends. That's why I had to jump in there. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we argue all the time. But see, what's happening is, is women they got they got enough sense. They like okay, so I can be with a guy that want me to do threesomes with him, 
and that guy, that, that guy never tweet a picture of me. He never say my name. Or I could be with a guy that's going to say my name every day, that's going to tweet pictures of me, that's going to take pictures of me before date night, and that's going to be my one and only and be faithful to me and respect me as a woman. And see, they got a mind. They got a mind, and they represent, and they understand that. So then they choose uh, what representative of a man they want. And so what's happening now is, is I'm, I'm seeing a shift. I'm beginning to see the shift slowly but surely because women, after they come in contact with me, they understand the power of celibacy. They understand that they have all the power. They understand they, if they respect themselves and they stand up for themselves and they start reinforcing negative grown boy behaviors, then they'll get new behaviors. And that whatever they do reinforce... Well, well, hold on, hold on, Tony. What, what celibacy got to do with anything? Celibacy is, is their power because when men come in and they want, you know, they, they want sex, and especially, you know, when you're playing the game, sometimes you just... That's your one target. But right. the, the longer you wait, the more you get. It's just like when a man turned on, you know, he'll do a whole lot of stuff. But once he's had that release, you know, he's ready to go to sleep. That's the same. That's the way. That's what courting is. Courting is that is, is almost like foreplay. Courting is like when he's into you. But then once he gets the goal, it's like, you know, graduating. So when you graduate, you move on. So but but, but this, him, the thing, this is the thing, Tone. Don't if you deny sex, I mean, or, or or if you use that sex as a tool, that don't make that goal any less, you know, attainable for that guy. Like some dudes will wait, however long they wait, and then he'll still bounce after he get it. Nope, because see, here's the thing. What I'm teaching women is that if a man will talk to you every single day, and he talks to you for at least an hour a day because it's more than enough time in a day, for him to talk to you. So he'll talk to you every single day, and he call himself waiting. You don't have a 90-day rule because if you have a 90-day rule, he, his heart won't be in it until day 91, and then he have sex and he leaves. So you're right on that. But what happens is he doesn't know when he's going to get it because there is no set time. But he's giving up him, him, himself every day. And the more, a man, the more a man is forced to express himself, the more he falls in love. I, I married my wife because she made me wait longer than any other female. So she she went to another level, and she showed me she respected herself, and I wanted to be with a woman that respect herself. My male well, well, my wife gave I, it to me the first night, and we've been together 16 years. <laughs> and, and see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You are what we call an exception because it's not many men that will marry a woman that they slept with on the first night. It ain't many men. So you are an exception. So we don't live by the exception. We live by the rules. You know, O.J. Simpson maybe was innocent. But if that same scenario was in the court system ten times, nine of them going to prison for life. So, see, I don't teach exceptions. I teach the rules. And one thing I can tell you from being a player, a player that had more women than any man I ever met, and a, and a player that supplied other men with women because they couldn't get women, is I understand what it takes to be married and what it takes to be respected because it's a lot of men saying, hey, I slept with on the first night, but I'm married. But guess what? Is you sleeping with other women? Are you cheating? See, that's what I have to look at. And I ain't saying put you on front street, but I'm, I'm, I know the game. Uh, for the record, the answer is no. <laughs> and see, yep, and see, that, that's good. And see, I, I don't expect you to say anything other than that. But see, I know that if I sleep with a woman on the first night, for one, I don't respect her because she don't respect herself. 
That's how I'm gonna look at it, and I'm gonna feel like you know what? If she allowed me okay, to do okay, that, okay, Tony, okay, Tony, okay, Tony, okay, Tony, that makes sense. But I'm gonna give you the flip side of that. Now, as as a man that's secure, the way I've always looked at it is, even though this woman, for whatever reason, you know, we we may love that particular night, first night, whatever that situation was, that it was something that about me that made that her her move outside of her normal way of moving. That's the way I've always looked at it. Now, I, the average guy, it absolutely is is true. Like you say, is that they like no nah, dog, no nah, she do it, she do it all the time. But I, I never have been one to think that way. Right, and I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what happened to me when I thought like you thought. I'm gonna tell you what happened to me when I thought like you thought. Cause you talk, cause see here I am, a black man, right? I had an eight pack, had my own car, got hazel eyes, wrote poetry, you know. So I'm an athlete. I'm the best on the team. So women already like athletes. You know, right. Writing poetry. I'm writing poetry. So I'm not just making love to their body. I'm making love to their mind understanding that the strongest sexual organ is the mind. And if you make love to the mind, you can make love to the body. So I was taking advantage of that. That's what husbands ought to be using, but instead I was misusing it. And so then, on top of that, I had my own thing. Come from a good family. Daddy was a pastor, had a nice car. So mm-hmm. I, I was getting women in so many different ways. So you, you, I you, had, had, you had I, all the angles sold up. You, you see what I'm saying? So I had reason to believe that this woman slept with me on the first night because of my package, because I'm different, uh, because of my body of work, because I'm different than these other guys. And I, I believe that, I was about to say, she right? probably did look at your package now. They do do that. <laughs> and when I say package, <laughs> I, don't mean, I don't mean what's in my pants. But, so that's what, I, that's what I believed about that woman. But guess what I come to realize? Now, about a year later, I got engaged to that woman, and I and guess what I come to realize? My teammates started tipping me off and say, "Boy, look here." One of my teammates said something that was that just stuck with me to this day. And this was like year 2002 or 2003. He said, "Boy, if your girl ain't cheating on you, I get on top of the chapel and bend over backwards, drop my pants, and let a man poke me in the booty." Uh-huh. I was like, "What? Yeah, yeah, that's something you hey, did." Hey, so, I might have so, to question this fool right here. What? Who says that? Hey. But look, now, I started investigating that and come to find out this woman that I thought it just was me. I thought I was special. She mm-hmm. had slept with five of my teammates and let two wow. of them run the train on And let two of them run the train on them. And I thought with every ounce of me that she was faithful. I mean, she gave me the thing I wanted. She was there home every night I came home. She answered the phone every time I called her. I'm like, where she found the time to sleep with five other men and let two of them run the train on her? So it was at that moment that I started to realize that a person doesn't do anything because of you. They only do it because of themselves and because of what they want out of life and because of who they are. So that is why there is so much power when it comes to sex. And it's not about using it as a tool. It's about identifying your worth and knowing that you're worthy. That's why a job does not give you a benefits package on day one. That's like sex on day one. What they right. say, no, show me that you're worthy. Show me that you're going to work. Show me that you're going to come on time and you're going to come every day, and then I'm going to give you your benefits package. The same goes for sex. So some women use it as a tool, and some women have really identified with it and say I'm worth more than a one-night stand or two, a two-week stand or a one-month stand, and they understand and see, well, here's what happens. Even if a man is trying to play you as a woman, he playing himself. He plays himself because in the, in the midst of him trying to woo you and get you to open your legs, 
because he's given you his time, which he cannot get back, it is not redeemable, because he's given you his time and his energy, he is falling in love. He begins to fall in love without even knowing he's falling in love. So okay, Tony, okay, Tony, okay, Tony. He's okay, Tony, hold it right there. We got this conversation off the chain. This is Roddy Perry. You tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Tony Gaskins, Jr. We're getting it in. Two grown men chopped it up. When we come back, Tony, I'm, I'm going to let my mama loose because my, my mama, she she, she an expert, too. Let's see let's see if we can have a little, a little debate here on Roddy Perry Live. Y'all stay right with us. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody around the world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Remember to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all of your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Again, to stay up to date, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to author, uh, motivational speaker, uh, life coach. He does it all, Mr. Tony A. Gaskins Jr. Uh, Tony, man, the, the conversation is incredible. I love it when two grown men can really chop it up, man. I think that's that's super duper positive, and people need yeah. to hear that. Uh, we had Roland Martin on the show, and, and when we had a great conversation as well. So, man, thank you for coming on, man. Thank you for coming oh. on. Uh, again, oh. uh, Tony's Twitter. He's at Tony Gaskins. Y'all make sure y'all follow this brother. This is a good cat. Now, Mama, you been hey, listening. You've been listening to the show. Um, say hi to Tony. Hey, Tony Gaston. I like what you've been talking about. One thing Rodney hey. doesn't know is when I listen to the show, I always take notes on what his guests are saying. Uh, and I was listening very intently to what you had to say. I think it's great. But then have you identified the uh, phenomena of changing families and what families now uh, represent not just the standard mom, dad, two, two and a half kids, and so forth. And then into that comes the relationships within the marriage. Uh, marriages are no longer uh, regular. Uh, you've got homosexual marriages. You've got people that don't believe in going before the preacher to do it, but they live together, you know. Right. So every one of these uh, different types of relationships uh, which which have been changing since 2002 or uh, since yesterday. Right. They can all fit that set mode, I don't think. But you are saying some good stuff. Your thing about people being uh, uh, abusive to themselves and, and to others, that's a good point. But right. in right. these relationship mixes, they are not standard anymore. So how can you put a standard spin on them? Right. You know what? Great, great question, Mama. Go, go ahead, Tony. You know what? Here's the thing. If 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 you emphasize everything, then you emphasize nothing. In the words of Bruce Lee. So the key is is today. Wait a minute. Did you just quote Bruce Lee? Well, you you officially my friend. <laughs> yeah, Go ahead. If, if you emphasize everything, then you emphasize nothing. So the key is is if you if you are a life coach, relationship coach, or just an individual, you have to know and understand what you stand for. So what I realize is that my message is not for everybody. Everybody won't understand it because it's not for everybody. What I'm bringing is is the institution of love that my creator created, the perfect one, the one that, that is meant to stand, the one that is meant to last. You know, that's the one that I'm bringing, the marriage between a man and a woman, marriage that you, you save yourself until marriage. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm bringing because I saw the brokenness 
and, and the heartache and the heartbreak of doing it the wrong way. And so now that I know how to do it the right way, myself, as, at 28 years old with a wife that's 25 years old and we've been married going on six years, because we made God the center and the way that he says to love, we began to love, we don't even argue. People cannot imagine a relationship without argument. We don't even argue when we change that. Now, the first two, two and a half years of doing it on our own, the way that many people in the world are doing it today, we was living in hell. We was going through. We was going through. But see, what I did is I say, you know, what is love? What is love? What am I? A human? Who created me? God. Okay. When you create something, what is there? A user's, a owner's manual. What's the owner's manual? The Holy Bible. So I dove into that Holy Bible, Corinthians 13 or Ephesians 5, and I learned real love. And then when I began to live and exemplify that real love, my whole life changed. And the reason why is because I gave it back to the creator of love. So that's what I'm bringing. So I, I'm, I'm not preaching to the two dads. You know, I'm not talking to the two moms, you know, because I don't understand their dynamic. They have to go to, to, to a book that condones that and that has a recipe for that type of love. But even at the same thing, I understand that love is love and that you create love. So even if you have that, when you learn how to build on friendship and you learn how to communicate with one another and you learn how to love and respect yourself first, everything changes, whether you're gay, whether you uh, whatever, whether you're single, raising kids, whether you got uh, interracial, you know, at the, at the core of it all is love. And so that's what I'm bringing, a real unadulterated love, not compromising. Okay. Uh, go ahead. I'm listening. I'm sorry, Tom. Not, not compromising love, but unadulterated love. And I've been able to formulate this because I've dedicated my life to it, and this is what I do. From sunup to sundown, I'm coaching on love and relationships. So I'm coaching people from all seven continents, over 70 countries, from the ages of 16 to 67. So I'm getting hands-on data every single day that a lot of people, with uh, these people that's writing these books, these doctors and stuff, would kill to have. I'm getting this data, and from that I'm able to draw and I'm able to see, okay, this is the breakdown here, this is the breakdown here, this is, this is why this isn't working, this is why this isn't working. If you do this this way, this works. And so this is what I've come down to, that the creator of love has the absolute best plan on how to build a relationship that can stand. And when we do it his way, you can't go wrong. And it's been proven over and over and over and over and over again in my daily work and my daily life. Wow, well said. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. Shouts out to GrownRadio.com. You can listen to Roddy Perry Live Wednesdays and Fridays on GrownRadio.com. Appreciate you, Rozzy. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I know I was going to say that. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. Big Meech! You know, since Tony Tony got the heterosexual lockdown, you going to start coaching the gay couples? Big Meach. I thought he was still on hold. <laughs> <laughs> Big Meach, we, we get it in. All right. Hey, we got a question. Uh, um, 409, you push the one. I'm going to come to you. 409. 
You on live yeah, with uh, Tony Gaskins. Hey, what's up, Tony? What's going on, man? All right. Uh, yeah, I was just listening. A lot of that stuff uh, that the lady, she brought up, uh, 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 Rodney's mom. So uh, it was some stuff I was going to say. But, you know, if everybody uh, works from the word, I mean, you can't go wrong from that. And then and then that's just, the, you know, the main thing. So Right, right, right. Wow. And you know what? I'm not, I'm not even I'm I'm not even being I don't even say that to be um, a Bible thumper. You know, I don't say that to be I'm not right. religious. I got a relationship with God. You know, I'm not, I'm not a religious freak. And so I don't say that to be like a religious nut or a Bible thumper. I say that to be is I was a person searching for answers, searching right. several different relations, uh, religions, several different ways to go about it. And this is what I found to work, and this is what I teach my clients. Even when I'm not quoting a scripture, I'm giving them biblical principles like women save yourselves unto marriage, and they're winning. So these guys, I coach so 200 celebrities, and a lot of them are athletes. So these guys come to me, and they're locking down. You know, they're getting ready. A lot of them getting ready to get married. They're getting engaged. And when I talk to them, I say, you know, what, what made you choose her? You know, because a lot of women are designing athletes. And they all say, she made me wait. She made me wait. So it's that self-respect, it's that self-love, you know, that is now beginning to win. And I think that's what we're lacking so much because of the breakdown in the family structure. So Mm. if we can create create a healthy dialogue, which my documentary, Where Is He Already, is going to do that, Uh, if we can create a healthy dialogue, then we begin to create healthy relationships. If we create healthy relationships, then we create healthy families. If we have healthy families, then we have healthy healthy kids, which means we'll have a healthy future. And so when people want to find the answer to poverty, the answer to crime, yeah. and the, the answer to the world's biggest problems, the answer is love. When we learn how to love one another, then we'll build solid structural homes and we'll be able to raise healthy, strong-minded kids, and they will go on to change the world. But what's wow. happening is is we are refusing to learn real love. We're refusing to learn new knowledge, and we're refusing to buffet our body and to buffet our mind and to discipline ourselves to do it the right way. And then we're crying about the results later. We're crying about kids in the streets in Chicago killing kids. But the adults who have the opportunity now to learn real love and learn how to attract real love and have a man in your life to help you rear those kids up the right way, you know, don't want to take that step to do it. And and, and the adults who know don't care enough to be an example publicly and and reach back, reach reach one, reach one. But you know know what it is, Tony, though. I mean, and, 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 you know, really, as I listen to you more, I completely agree. But I think especially people of color, I think we've been under attack. Our families specifically have been under attack for the last few decades. And right. so what is the repercussions of that? That's what we're seeing now. We're seeing the dismantle of the black family. So you got you got fathers incarcerated. You got, you got, uh, you, you, you lost that male anchor to your family. Right. So now you 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 a couple of things happen. You empower our women and you devalue the man. So now the woman go, I don't really need that. So you got a generation 
that's that's coming up now that that are at a loss. Women are at a loss. Men are at a loss, and we don't know how to interconnect with each other. So and we must figure out how to break the cycle. So the last question I'm going to ask you today is, Tony, how do we break that cycle? How do we, how do we reunite our families? I know, I know you spoke to love. Is that the answer? Right. You know what? The greatest gift of all is love. The good book says it. You can have anything, faith. You know, uh, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, but the greatest gift of all is love. When we begin to love ourselves, loving ourselves means feeding your mind new knowledge, learning new things, and growing. Because if you're not growing, then you're dying. So when you begin to feed yourself new knowledge and you love yourself, which is different than pampering yourself, it don't mean getting your hands and your feet done and, and staying edged up with nice hairdo. Feed yourself new knowledge. Get new knowledge so that you can get new results. And what's happening is, is every person, every individual must accept responsibility for their life. What our world needs most are individuals ready and willing to accept responsibility because what's happening is the blacks want to blame the whites. The whites want to blame the blacks. The women want to blame the men. The men want to blame the women. But if we all shut up, sit down and start with the man in the mirror, like Michael Jackson said, and we accept responsibility when you change, the things around you change. So when a woman says, I'm no longer accepting this crap that you're giving me, a man going to say, I need that P in my life, so I'm changing. And a man, and so see, because she changed, a man is forced to change because he needs her in his life. He's not finna settle for a box of Kleenex and some cocoa butter lotion every night. He want a woman that he can come together with and be with so he don't have to grow old. So guess what? Because she changed, he's going to change, and he's going to become a real man, and then they're going to have a real family, and they're going to raise real kids. And so what we have to do is start loving ourselves, accepting responsibility for our life and getting the knowledge that we need to change. Benjamin Franklin said, pour your purse into your head. Stop pouring your purse into red bottles, into Gucci and Louis companies that don't even want you wearing their stuff, and pour your purse into your head. Get into some seminars. Read Mrs. Wright. Come to the Mrs. Wright seminar. Get new knowledge. See a real example of real love being perfected daily and get that knowledge that created it and begin to change your life. And understand that for me, I'm just a vessel. But what I'm doing is priceless. I'm doing it for God. It's not about the money because my father's rich. I never want for anything because he clothed, he clothed the lilies of the field and he feed the fowls of the air, so I don't have to worry about your money. But see, what black people do, they're saying, oh, you know what? I don't want to make him rich. It's just for the money. It's all about a scheme. I ain't even buying the book. You're cheating yourself because it don't mean nothing to me. Right. All my money, all my money, going right back into business, all right back into right back into the purpose, into the service because of who I'm working for. So don't cheat yourself, and don't cut off your nose to spite your face. And that's, wow. that's what's happening. That's what's happening. That's why they used to say, if you want to keep something from a black person, put it in a book. Oh God! Don't 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 do that to him! Don't do that to him, Tony Gaskins Jr. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking to Tony today. He's a husband, father, life coach, motivational speaker, author, filmmaker, jack of all trades, master of service. And I must say to you today, sir, thank you for your service, man. Uh, you're doing a great job. How can people get in touch with you, Tom? 
TonyGaskins.com. Uh, my email, Tony at TonyGaskins.com. Um, I, I keep it real and raw now because you have to understand where I'm coming from. But it, it will change your life because I'm not working for Tony. I'm working for God. Wow. Well said. Hey, the the chat room is going crazy. Big Meech said he does uh, 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 do uh, 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 coaching to gay and straight couples and uh, uh, shouts out to, to everybody, the Ingrid B. I see you acting silly in the chat room. Thank you for tuning in today. Man, I got to tell you, Tony, it's been, a, it's been an incredible conversation. We got to we gotta have you back on, man. We got to talk some real, you know, we, we got to have, we're we going to have, I'm going to call it the testosterone zone, and I'm going to have some men on, and we're going to take questions. We're going to answer any question the ladies got. <laughs> All right. All right, that sounds good. That's going to be crazy. You already know. I might have Duval come on with us. Oh, man, I don't want to argue with fools. That's what I want to do. <laughs> hey, my, my mama say never argue with a fool. <laughs> never argue with a fool. I don't argue with fools, man. <laughs> Hey, 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 Tom, man. hey, thank you for coming on today, man. It's been an incredible, incredible interview, man. You you have an open door anytime, man. I, I love I love your ideas, um, and I love how you put them out there. And anybody talking about love is talking about the right thing. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank hey, you. thank you, bro. All right now. Take care. Hey y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. I got I got a brand new line here. Three one two, you on Chicago? What up? You on live, Rodney Perry, Chicago? Three one two nine one four. I hear you breathing. Okay, don't push the one if you don't want to talk. I'm trying to talk, Mama. I'm gonna give you the final word today. Looking out this window, and I see a guy uh, take a TV with no box and walk it a big one into the house. You think he stole it? Probably. <laughs> I like Mr. Little Tony. I really do, and I call him Little because he's a young man on fire for Jesus. Yeah. I'm not mad at him. I'm not I mad at him at all, too. And, and like I said, you know. He made some real valid points about relationships, but we have to be more inclusive these days than uh when we talk about families, mm-hmm. because they, they come in all shapes, forms, and sizes now. There's a lot of never, snapshots on but, what family is now, yeah. Yeah, that's all I was trying to tell. I like the guy, though. Yeah, he, he, he's he's a great human being. It was a good good conversation. I want to thank you, Mama. You know I love you, right? Yeah, I love you, too. I'm going to call you afterwards and tell you how much. Okay. Bye, girl. <laughs> hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. I'm going to leave y'all with this. As you join with whoever that human being is, just respect him. If you respect that person, then everything else will fall in line. My name is Rodney Perry. That's our show for today. Y'all stay blessed.